welcome to episode 60 of the Life in General podcast. My name is Nick. And my name is Ian. <laughs> Why well, you do it? I was trying to do some some kind of I don't know something. You do strange. You, you do it strange, and then I do it normal. I get called out. They do it strange, and then they get called out. You just don't want to hear me talk. It's taken you, you, you sixty just wanna, episodes to figure that out. You just want to do this show by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just call it the next show? Well, it'd be the highest rated podcast on planet Earth. In your house. It might be not even there. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Um, so yeah, this is episode 60. Um, yeah. And actually, interestingly enough, Ian, this is also, as far as us doing podcasts, this is our 100th podcast episode. That we've actually recorded. That we've actually recorded. Yeah. Because we've done six. So this is the 60th episode of Life in General. We did 25 episodes of Entertainment Now. Mm-hmm. We did... 12 episodes of Partisan Bites, and then Ian had this little show that lasted three episodes? No, it, it I did Okay, it, fine. He I did, did three episodes, three, and it's gone on a very long hiatus. Yes, it was a three-episode three season, yes, and now, now we've restructured and about to do season two, a year and a half later. <laughs> well, It's like, like a Netflix show. It takes two years to get a fucking new season. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It's like Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, yeah, because- but, but way better, because no one fucking dies in my show. Hopefully. Well, it would just be me, so <laughs> I don't know. If I, I guess if I die recording it since I'm by myself, no one's going to ever listen to it anyway. Very true. You know? uh, no I one... mean, unless you're going to go and like confiscate my computer and look for the... Oh, yep, there's his recording. There it is. Yeah. Um, right, right next to the Pornhub. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, I don't know. You, you've been talking about this show for like a year now, so... I, it's like I said, it's... it's, it's been a work in progress you know perfection is not so the beginning not come out overnight so in the beginning of 2018 we had a show like that talked about what we were looking forward to doing in the next uh-huh. year and and one of the things you talked about was returning to your show You're right and now and, and, a and year I began, later and i began working through the the process of thinking about that so it was like so it's like when you're working on a movie and then like all of a sudden the director falls out and then you let's see you have to get a new director and then you had so it's like production issues is that what is that what you're saying yes but i'm all of the above so yes i'm the writer the director the producer the the performer i'm everything so you know that's all gotcha but it's uh, it, you've got something coming out though uh, yeah hopefully hopefully in the next couple weeks so yeah there was three episodes of that and that's uh that's a hundred yeah. episodes wow yeah so Impressive. it's coming kind of a, a, a milestone episode here i guess yeah and who would have thought you know when we first started staring down just even doing 10 episodes was like wow staring down one episode was like wow yeah no i think in the beginning we were no. we had that like optimism like that we're I'm this telling is gonna be you. awesome and then you know, I think we still maintain that, but it was like it was so early, we just didn't know what was going to happen. So the first episode we recorded was January seventh, twenty seventeen. So it was one seven one seven, right? Um, and I remember like, like taking a shower earlier that day and like rehearsing the intro to the show like fifteen different times. You know what I did? Nothing, because you know I just showed up. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Ian, you've done that for fifty nine episodes. Just I have. showed up. No, hey. I've done it for ninety nine episodes. Yeah, that's true. Roughly. No, because you were prepared for your three shows. Yeah, prepared's a bit of an overstatement. 
And then for the 25 uh, uh, Entertainment Now episodes, you were I at least had to for, watch something. Yes, yeah, so you were somewhat But there prepared. were a couple of those episodes where I didn't even watch the material, or at Not, least finish it. Yeah, finish it, yeah. You know. So, yeah, when you get, like, Russian uh, <laughs> copy, what movie was that? Was quiet, a Quiet Place. Oh, that's right. So it worked out because it didn't matter. It, was a it didn't matter. Movie yeah, anyway. It didn't matter that it was in Russian. Yeah. Uh, I was expanding my... my uh, um, uh, what's that word about language? What's that word? Linguistics. <laughs> Ling- I was expanding my linguistic horizons. Gotcha. Um, and you've been prepared for like, I don't know, ten of our sixty episodes. Yeah, like I, the, our, I think our, that might be generous, but our, fair enough. You know, episodes where we've done like top ten lists, you've had. To be oh yeah, those for. I've had to be because I had to have something. And then we had the one episode where we did, uh, where we talked about like historical figures. I think we each picked one. Yeah, yeah. So we, you were prepared that was, for that. That one. was actually initially kind of planned to be a, a regular thing, I know. thing, but we never really got. But now that we're on weekly shows, yeah, we could probably still we could, do that. Yeah, yeah, we we might need to fill in some some spaces on episodes. Yeah, so. I think it'll be fine. Yeah, we can. I, I had no problem. I don't think those episodes were bad in any way. Mm-hmm. Well, episode. I thought we did two. No, we only did one. Oh well, I don't think that episode was bad. Cause it was so good. I thought we did two of them. Well, I think you probably thought we did two of them because we were supposed to do two each, but then we carried on for so long we could only talk about one. one each. Right. That's so I true. still have my notes for the other individual. Oh, I, was I don't do. have any notes. I, of course you don't. No. <laughs> come on. Oh, come oh, on. And, and yeah. for the record, for our religion episode, I came with like pages. Oh, that's true. I even brought my own fucking and, Bible. And, so, and, and actually, the the topic for tonight was actually Ian's topic, and he took notes and well, yeah. uh, notes ish. He gave me a list of things I had to. Yeah, go over. I, I, and so that's no. He, he so Ian gave me a list of notes I needed to fucking take. Right. Well, so. and how? And but I'm not giving you shit about how how far you took that. You could have taken it to the same level that I did, which was bare minimum, <laughs> or you could have taken it to the nth degree, which is probably what you did. Well, because that's typically what I do. Yeah. So I've, I've got four pages. All of notes. I did was give you a slight guideline. It was a one page email. I don't even think it was one page, but I've got four pages of single spaced notes. Yeah. I have a, a playlist on my Spotify. <laughs> yeah. Good job. I Ian. know. Um, I did good. So So we're gonna talk about so I there was what I'm sorry, Ian, what episode was that again? I know I just looked up. Forty three, I think. I think no, you said. F- yeah, forty three. So episode forty three we we talked about whether or not rock and roll was dead. Mm-hmm. And we've kind of revisited it a couple times since then. And that's, that's kind of the the avenue we're going to take with this episode. But before we get into that, I kind of wanted to go off on a side, okay. um, a side topic. It's music related, at least. Okay. Um, so this, I, I found this new podcast. And it's a really cool podcast. It's called The Vinyl Guide. Uh-huh. Um, if, you're, if you listen to the show and you're into vinyl music, it's a really cool it's a really cool show to listen to. Uh, he gets kind of into the technical side of a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. And every episode they either talk about um, a specific album or he interviews an artist or uh, someone in the recording industry that is kind of hands-on with the record-making process and, and, and things like that. So it's really kind of cool how they get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, so he had, let me see if I can find the name of this guy, um, so he had a, the last episode. I don't remember what episode number it was. It's he's in the one seventies or something like that. Uh-huh. Into, but uh, he's got the, he had a guy on the show. His name was Joe Harley. Um, he's he was part of Music Matters, which was 
um, they released a long uh, series of like archived old jazz albums that mm-hmm. they remastered and released. So he's also doing the same thing now for um, Blue Note Jazz. Okay. So Blue Note is a jazz label, or <laughs> right. was a jazz I'm label. With it, yeah. <clears throat> um, so he's doing the same thing with their jazz archive, and he's kind of going through. And I think we I think we talked about this off air a couple of days ago, but yeah, um, yeah he he was kind of going through these these old original recordings, um, which if you know anything about the recording process, like uh, from like the mid '40s through like the late like '68 to '71. Um, they used Scotch 111 was the tape that they used okay. for the recording process. And it was the 30s, you said, or like 40s? 40s through 40s, like late yeah. 60s, early 70s. I think when in the, they, when, in the 30s, they were still just like record. They were recording on like, um, like vinyl tablets. Yeah, just, you yeah. Know. Um, so they're using Scotch 111, which held up really well. Um, and he said, if you get past like 68 to 71, mm-hmm. to the to, if you get past there, the a lot they changed. I forgot the 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 different chemicals and stuff that was in Scott that was in Scotch one eleven that they can't use now and and there were some environmental things that they had to take out and so it, it kind of the music kind of degrades over the years where he said this Scotch one eleven you put in you know a, a jazz album from say nineteen fifty five it sounds like it was just recorded yesterday okay you know that's the kind of quality that this tape. Yeah. retains yeah um so he was kind of going through this process over the last couple of years of re um, reissuing all these all these old creating new masters i yeah. would imagine too well he's going off of the tapes right so, but, but he has, i'm assuming he, he wants to make new I, i'm hoping not digital masters no you can still make analog masters but remastering them he's remastering them and processing them on vinyl gotcha and he's saying if you go from these now this is a guy that has a great according to the show and some of the stuff i read about this guy he's got great ear for 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 music so Uh both according to him he says when you take these old originals and you and you press them on vinyl you lose you you retain about 95 95 to 98 percent of the true sound right of the of the original recording is coming through on vinyl and he said when whereas if you go to uh an mp3 vi- a f- digital yeah well digital or even or even a compact disc it's still a compressed file on the on that com- compact disc mm-hmm. um you're, you're really only getting you know 85 90 maybe 92 percent of that sound so really what you're losing is kind of the depth and richness of the music. And if you listen, I, you know, I, I, I've heard people say that over the years, uh, especially since like the mid-2000s when vinyl kind of came right. back to the to the forefront. I've been saying it for a decade or better. Yeah, that, and I hear people say, oh, you know, things just sound better on vinyl. You know, it always to me sounded kind of like the hipster thing. Right. You well, know, even before the hipster thing was, it was it sounded. Um, it could come off as sounding pretentious or yeah, I understand what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and I didn't really realize it until just recently in like last couple of weeks, um, I bought the, the remastered reissue of Pink Floyd's dark side of the moon. Mm-hmm. I've always been someone that's been like, you know, kind of a Pink Floyd fan. I've liked some of their music. I right. thought some of it was kind of overrated. I've always liked Dark Side of the Moon. I know you. It, it's you, not my favorite. It's not your favorite, right. and you're not a huge fan of it. Um, I've I've always liked some of the songs on it. I never thought it was really all that great of an album. 
but I've always listened to the digital form of it. Like right. I said, either MP3 or compact disc. Um, and that's really the first album that I put on and it sounded completely fucking different. Right. I mean, it's got a complete different sound on vinyl than it does in compressed form. Yeah. And I remember just like listening to it. I want to say it was just last week. And I mean, I, I cranked it up and it was just like, a whole new it experience. was like the first time I realized kind of the greatness of this album. Right. You know, the, but through the quality of, of a vinyl. Of vinyl. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's in, in, yeah, you know, I was really surprised by it. And that's when I, and that, it's been after that that I listened to this episode. And I'm like, it kind of all clicked. I'm like, well, that's why. Yeah. You know, that's yeah, why. Yeah, it kind of quantified why, it for you. You know, it, 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 there's just such a, a richness and different tone to the music. And it's like, yeah, you know, there's some songs on Dark Side that's like, eh, okay. It, it, but it's still, you, you, even those songs, you kind of listen to parts of it. You know, there's, I don't remember the, um, the the one song I wanted to bring up, but it kind of like kind of drones on. You've had issues with some Pink Floyd music where it kind of it kind of kind of drones on. It like nothing changes, there's no difference to it. Mm-hmm. And then you listen to the vinyl, and you hear the changes. And, yeah, in the background, and you, you can the, hear the nuances. It. Yes, there's there's you pick up different parts of it. You're like, wow, I never noticed that before. Right. And uh, I don't know. It just it it was just kind of brought a whole the album to a whole new. A new, a new light to me, I guess. I was, it was... <clears throat> yeah, I, I just thankfully, I, I vinyl has caught on to a to a point where, um, it's profitable because it's as far as I'm concerned, it's truly, especially when you're at home and if you're listening to music at home, it's truly the only way to listen to music. It really is. Um, and because it's been become profitable and it has picked up, it, there's no worry that it's going to go anywhere anytime soon. Yeah. And I don't think it ever should. As long as we're recording music, I think it, their vinyl should be the forefront format no, of, yeah. of, you of, know, it, of physical media. It, it'll never be as popular as it once was just because it's not, it's well, not, very, it's not very portable. Right. But it doesn't have to be. It doesn't you, have to be. The way, You're right. The way the world of music is now, <clears throat> like I said, at home. When you're at home, you put a record on. Yeah. When you're in your car, you've got Spotify, you've got Apple Music, you've got whatever. Uh-huh. You, 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 you wore a CD if you want to be even slightly old school in that way. You can still pop a CD in. Yeah. So portability isn't an issue because when you're at home, vinyl is the only way to listen to music. It, it, there's just a different sound. You could take your, your, your favorite album, especially people that are younger than us. Right. Because when we grew up, we still had record vinyl r- records. Was vinyl still for the for, you know first ten plus years of our lives. Yeah, you know vinyl was still a, a dominant force, not as dominant as you know say cassettes and then CDs were right. later. Well, and, that that was more the portability though. Yeah, but cassettes still kind of retained a little bit more of the of the sound than even they degrade did. faster. They do degrade faster. Yes. Um, and and I think that probably has more to do with the. Uh, the tape side of it, you know, same thing with the whole Scotch 111 versus what they right. use now um, or what they use past. Well, those were chemical, that was chemical tapes and these yeah. are cassettes or magnetic. But it's kind of, yeah, but, but what I'm saying though is the same kind of degrading principle. Right. Um, and then another kind of issue that I've had with vinyl 
that I've mentioned before that they kind of tackled in that podcast episode was kind of the cost. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I understand vinyl when we were growing up was, you know, what, 100 to 120 gram. Yeah, yeah, thereabouts. It, it was thin. It, it was thin. It was a lot thinner. And the stuff now is 180 to 200 gram. Yeah, and I think so, 180 is probably the main standard, primary yeah. standard. Um, so, you know, it's it's substantially thicker vinyl. So I kind of understand some of the cost of it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also, uh, well, we started, we were talking before the episode, and uh, there is some cost involved with the digital download cards. From, right. from what I understand, it, it costs. Adds about a dollar worth of cost onto the album, right. which gets which is it. a lot. Actually, which, yeah, it is. It is when you consider you know uh, your standard record. You know, you're you're talking twenty five dollars plus. Right. Well, think of the cost of CDs. What it costs to make a CD. Uh, one one compact disc with case is probably two bucks. Yeah. And now you're talking about not not just the packaging, not the record itself, but just the digital code. Uh huh. And what it may cost to maintain that code is another is a dollar right there, where you know so the cost of manufacturing, the cost of producing, of a vinyl with that digital code, the code by itself is fifty percent of what it would cost for one whole CD. Yeah. You know, so I, I yeah I understand. Plus, um, they're just now starting to expand factories to press vinyl. So for a long time there was a backlog. Yeah. And that kicked the cost up because there was only a finite amount of places that you could even get your stuff pressed to get it into a store. But kind of the way that what he was talking about, uh, this uh, this Joe Harley was talking about. I so I've never bought a Music Matters vinyl, um, but I guess it is a little bit more pricier mm-hmm. than standard vinyl. And he says that he he said it's basically the quality of plastic compound that the that the presser uses he says so music matters and uh uses virgin vinyl. and and blue the stuff they're doing blue note now it's not really necessarily like virgin vinyl because i guess uh, japan uses virgin vinyl which right. is why japanese imports are always so expensive right. um but he they use a higher quality plastic compound but he said that it adds eight dollars raw cost for per, each per album that's that's a lot. So if you buy a double album, which is a lot of double, I've got a lot of double albums. That's sixteen dollars worth. Just, of, well, that's of, just the plastic of just additional cost, raw cost for the plastic. Right. That doesn't even count the 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 sleeve and the artwork no. and everything else no. that goes into it. No. So if you look at right there, because I, you know, I remember when I was younger. You know, when something came out on vinyl, you know, when Appetite for Destruction came out, I, I, I bought it. was it. like 12 bucks or yeah, 15 yeah. bucks. Because I, yeah. I bought it on vinyl when it when And it was even new. back then, that was kind of a lot of money, but it that was. was just kind of the progression of the industry. Yeah, because the vinyl kind of went from, it kind of ranged from 10 to $15. $15, right. Which is what CDs kind of got to a point real yeah. quick as well. You know, and vinyl now is, you know, I can get, I just bought uh, um, Dr. Feelgood by uh-huh. Motley Crue. I just bought it for $19. Right. And which, that, but that was a used copy. No, that was brand new. Oh, was it brand it was new? Brand okay. new, 180 gram. Yeah, so that's um, not bad. But and, no, I, and but I'm used to paying twenty, say twenty three to to thirty dollars. And that's what I was gonna say. So, so vinyl now you're looking at on the low end, twenty dollars up to about thirty. Yeah, roughly that's on average. Right. And and there's a lot of stuff if it's if it's. Well, and I don't want to get too deep into the weeds on this because I want to move on to a different right. music topic too. Before, but uh, you know, a lot of the stuff you get into when you get into double. Uh, vinyl, yep, right. you're getting forty, forty five dollars a lot of times. Easily, yeah. 
So when you think of you know eight to sixteen dollars worth of additional cost, then it kind of makes sense. Right. You're like, wow, you know. Well, if you, that's if that's just raw cost. You figure in the cost of the artwork. We'll say arguably it might cost twenty three dollars to make that entire package. What do you have to sell that for in order to, to make sustain a profit. profitability? So that's when you're you talking about to, $35 albums. And I'm thinking with something like that, with a Blue Note album, if it's costing that much. Music Matters and Blue Note, you're probably talking $45. 50, yeah, 45 or 50 bucks. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, I mean, I've heard, I've heard the argument that vinyl's too expensive now. But like we were just kind of pointing out, when you figure in um, rate of inflation – and then that yeah. on, on specific albums and specific labels, it's really not. They weren't it, paying, no. you know, rate of inflation essentially the same as what it what it cost in nineteen seventy eight. Yeah, to make to 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 buy a record and it, you know and to kind of bring these to kind of two topics together, you know, it's I, you know, I had a decent record collection mm. when I was growing up. Um, then when my parents moved, they threw it all out, and I was kind of hesitant about repurchasing a lot of that vinyl over the years um, just because of the cost of it. But as I've kind of got into it and built my record collection, I, I got a pretty decent low record, co- yeah. record collection. It's, it's bigger than it was when you your original collection. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, I know mine is. probably double if not triple what it was. Yeah, mine's about, about triple. But, uh, you know, but now I'm to the point now where I'm like, you know, after understanding the quality of the sound, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem spending 25, 30 bucks on vinyl. Nope. Me neither. It's not because it's like, it, you, you, like I said before, you can take your, your, your favorite album, you, you, something that you've listened to hundreds of times, mm-hmm. you know, over the last decade. Um, you know, you can take that and then take it on vinyl and listen to it on vinyl. And a lot of times it's almost like a brand new experience with right. it, mm-hmm. you know, because if you've, if you kind of have a musical ear, you, you pick up a lot of different, like you said, a lot of different nuances yep. that you didn't see. Even though you know the album front to back and you've heard it thousands of times, you you hear differences to it. You hear the, the depth, the richness to the music. Sometimes it's even just a note sounds slightly different. Exactly, exactly. And, um, and I've even noticed that in just higher quality digital remastering. Yeah. Not, not to mention how it would, you know, translate onto vinyl. Yeah. So, yeah. So, yeah, I, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, I'm going to have to check out that, that podcast. Yeah, it's called The Vinyl Guide. The Vinyl Guide? Yeah. So, yeah, check that out. Um, and then one other thing before we kind of get into the main topic, the main topic was um, I was on Facebook. I'm on, I, I probably mentioned this before, I'm on a bunch of different vinyl um, groups on Facebook. Yeah. There's a lot of really good ones out there. There's some really trashy ones out there, uh, too. Um, I'm, I'm part of both. Right. I've got some that they just like. It's kind of like your personality. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but no, I'm I, I'm part of I'm I'm on one group where they just kind of post old vinyl that they have for sale, uh-huh. and it's basically like your garbage bin, right? Trash right. garage sale. Yeah, stuff, and right? it's all like twenty dollars plus. Right. Uh, I've seen a couple that's like they have a bunch of junk, and it's like five dollars each, thirty dollar minimum. So I'm like, you gotta buy six of these pieces. Of yeah, shit. I'm like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't listen to half of that. More right. than half of that, I wouldn't. Right. Even, I wouldn't. You could pay me to take most of it, but there's, there's one that I don't remember the name of the group, but it's pretty good. They got a lot of posts. You know, they put a lot of articles and stuff up there, mm-hmm. and I wish I could remember the the the, the website that it was pulled off of, but it was an article about 
bone music. I don't know if you are familiar with this. Not familiar, no. Um, it goes by a couple of different names. It's it goes by it's called bone music. Uh, some places it's called rib music, bone and rib music. But it 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 kind of came out of it started from what I can tell. And what, what the article went on. And I read this article and I got really interested in it. I saw some pictures and the shit looked really cool. So I kind of dig some, did some digging into it. Mm-hmm. And it seems like it kind of started in the 1950s in the Soviet Union. So this is post-World War II. Um, Western music was outlawed. Right. In communist Russia. Mm-hmm. So the only artist, even if you're a Russian artist and you... There were, I remember the 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 one artist, but he was hugely popular before World War II broke out. Um, and then after the war, he didn't return to Russia, so he wasn't a sympathizer for the for the Soviet cause. So his music was even outlawed in right. Russia. Um, so all non-Russian music was outlawed. So there was a uh, there was a 19 year old sound engineer. I'm going to butcher this guy's name because yeah, I'm terrible. Russian names are hard. So it. it Ruslan Boguslowski. Okay. As well Sounds is, 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 is the way it looks to me at least. So he was a 19 year old sound engineer in Leningrad. Um, so he, he built a, a recording lathe. Um, basically it's, it, it's a, it's a gramophone in reverse okay. that he can use to create vinyl. Mm-hmm. But the problem was in Russia after the war, you couldn't really get petroleum products. Right. So there was no vinyl. There was nothing to press um, the music with. Um, and even though Western music was hugely popular in Russia, the, it was hugely popular in Russia prior to the war, it was illegal uh-huh. after the war. So, um, and vinyl smuggling was, was dangerous. Um, you know, there was heavy fines, uh, there imprisonment, was, I there was imprisonment. Yes. Yeah, so there was quite a few smugglers that went to prison, got out, got caught again, went back to prison. Um, so it was expensive and, and, and really risky to be one of these smugglers, a music smuggler, if you want to call them that. Um, so he was trying to go, trying to figure out a way to reproduce, to reproduce the, the sound. And what he, he, what he stumbles upon, is he, he's a vine, a, um, a stack of discarded X-rays. So, X-rays. I don't know. I'm assuming they're made differently now than what they were, mm-hmm. you know, sixty years ago. But at the time, because of the flammability of the product, um, yeah, go ahead and open your pop there, Ian. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> I was trying to be. I was trying to be discreet. So. Yeah. Uh, so because of the flammability of the product at the time in Russia, you're only allowed to keep X-rays for a year in storage. After that, they need, they had to be destroyed. Okay. So he stumbles upon this the uh, a stack of X-rays, and he realizes that he can that he can replicate music onto these X-ray images. Uh huh. Because of the thickness of the material, that the yeah. actual yeah, so he photograph. Take, he takes this this recording lathe and duplicates albums onto it. Uh-huh. And if you see these things, they look fucking sweet, man. They look like it's an X-ray. Uh-huh. But so, it's a, shaped like a record. Yeah, it's got a hole, you know, in the middle, uh-huh. and it, you know, obviously the outside of it, it's not a perfect circle. It's, some uh-huh. of them are. 
crudely cut, um, but looks pretty sweet. And uh, it looks like there were it looks like there was many of these bootleggers eventually, but it looks like this guy kind of kind of started this whole the whole kind of underground music revolution in in Russia. Because huh. um, it was also something that you could probably hide pretty easily to a degree if they came in and said, hey, we need to look at your stuff. You know, it doesn't look like anything. Uh, yeah, because it looks, it's just an x-ray is what right. it is. Um, but it was kind of cool. Like, I was reading the article and it was kind of going on about how it was almost like modern day drug dealing. Oh. Uh, they said a lot of these albums, and they, they they produced like a million of these things. Right. Um, but they said, you know, a lot of these music deals would go down in like dark alleys and on like they'd have to street yeah. corners in the middle of the night and it's kind of cool um but yeah he uh th- he was making these albums for 20 years 20, 20 plus years uh-huh. um he did end up he was eventually caught and convicted end up serving five years in prison um but he made hundreds of thousands of these of these bootleg albums huh and uh, you can get everything like old jazz. There's even some, uh, you know, you can get Elvis on these things, um, some Motown on there because it was all the way through the, you know, 60s, like mid mid sixties. You can probably even probably get some Beatles on there, all sorts I of stuff. Imagine, yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought it was really interesting. I don't know if you'd ever heard of it before. No, I've never heard of that. That's that is fascinating. I've heard of stories of underground um, bootlegging and stuff, especially in some of the country, some countries where it wasn't allowed. Um, but nothing to that degree. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, if you Google bone music and kind of look at the images, they're pretty sweet. But so yeah, for uh, a second there, I thought it was going to go to a point where he was like actually engraving it onto bones. But, no. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately a lot of the music that was created in this underground market in Russia, it, it's destroyed because, you know, gramophones at the time had these huge steel needles on them. Right. So they were, you could listen to these things. They, they, they didn't last very long. Yeah. You know, you have four or five, maybe well, not to seven, eight listens and it's destroyed. flammable too. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it was, it was more the, the needles destroying these things mm-hmm. over time. But uh, like I said, you got a couple plays out of it and then it was gone. Right. Um, yeah, I mean that's it's a fascinating topic, really. Should make a movie out of that. Someone should, anyway. Oh yeah, that's what I was gonna say. They uh, there's another. So in the article I was reading, it was telling a story about. Uh, well, he wasn't telling a story, but I said a lot of the times you would walk up to one of these dealers and say, "Hey, you know, do you have say Rock Around the Clock?" And uh, the dealer didn't have it. But what he would do, what he would say is, uh, "Yeah, I got that," and he'd like go around the corner and like scratch out or, or take the to the name off of it and rewrite rock around the clock on it and then take it home. And you don't know any better. You've never heard it before. All you know is you've, Oh, I've heard, you know, there's uh, talk of this song playing, you know, in, in Europe or across Europe. And, right. you know, so you take this home and it could be anything, right. but you don't know you think it's rock around the clock. You that don't know. Peggy Sue yeah, it could be anything. <laughs> so, but uh, I don't know. I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah. Cause you don't even know what the hell you're listening to. Right. That's funny. It's but pretty, uh, pretty again, it's pretty fascinating. Yeah, and you can actually get some of these. I, I was looking them up on eBay. Some of the pretty decent ones. They're, I mean, they're expensive, but they're you know hundred hundred and fifty bucks yeah. for some of these. But it's like a piece of history. Every single you know, you could take these guys could take um, you know one Western album, you know, and reproduce it a hundred times. It's a hundred different copies. You know, it, right. it's each one is going to be 
you know, slightly different, slightly different from, right. from the, from the next one. So it's kind of cool. You know, if you're able to find one, you know, if you're at a, you know, antique shop or whatever, and you stumble across one, pick them up, man. It's like a piece of history. Yeah. So it's kind of cool. Hmm. I'm going to kind of keep my eye on, on it. Yeah. Obviously, I mean, I'm not going to pay 150 bucks for one. But, right. Um, but some of them are pretty cool looking. It's something you don't buy to listen to, really. You just no, it. no. Obviously, I would never listen to it. Yeah. But they said some of the some of the ones are almost unlistenable. Yeah. But just like you said, they have a piece of... Piece of history. Yeah, you're, you're, well, I mean, you're holding in your hands not only, you know, a unique version of music you're also holding in your hands an x-ray of someone's body that's been right. dead for decades and, and kind of the heart and soul of what rock and roll is and what you know modern music well rock and roll was yeah and what mo- modern music at the time even was was kind of uh you know uh a revolt against the establishment and that's what that was it was like yeah. hey you're right. You can't tell us we can't have this. We're going to have this anyway. You know? You're right. You're right. So it's 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 yeah. It's a lot of different uh, dynamics there. Now, now that I've droned on for the last thirty minutes, I guess we can get into the topic for the show. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fine because it's it's all part of the the same thing. And you know, hey, we I learned something, so fuck it. I'm and then that's and kind of the, when I started reading it, I was like, man, I hope Ian hasn't heard of this stuff before because that's gonna be a really crappy argue, to, uh, conversation if I'm like, hey, Just, you ever heard of bone music? And you're like. Yeah, yeah, it's been around for 60 years. I've right. read all about it. And I'm like, oh, no, well. I haven't read about that one. So, yeah, that's cool. I'm, yeah, like I said, I learned something. I, but, uh, yeah, music. The audience doesn't like it. We're not, they're not paying us so yeah, That's true. <laughs> music well, is one of those things. I could talk about music every yeah. every day if I could. Right. Um, but, uh, all right, so let's let's get into our topic there, Ian. You kind of came up with us, so you want to well, do like, I mean, we've had, into it? Yeah, we've had our, our conversations about whether rock is dead. and Episode 43, go back and listen to it. Yes, Twice, please. Um, and then there was more recently you had brought up because you kind of. Uh, oh, yeah. Greta Van Fleet. Greta Van Fleet. And you're, you know, we've talked about how we're in a sense, they could potentially be something to hang our hopes on for the future of rock music. So in listening to them and, uh, and agreeing with that, that suggestion, I've kind of come across a few other bands that are kind of new and kind of also in the same vein of that older feeling rock and rock music where it's heavy guitars and it's you know power driven uh-huh. and it's not love songs it's not poppy or in any way um real quick i want to interrupt you if you want to go back and listen to the episode where we talked about greta van fleet that was episode 57 so it was only a couple 50, episodes ago. yeah it wasn't that long ago um so anyway so i suggested that we you know kind of maybe kind of cover some of these other bands because Instead of taking the the hard line stance that rock is dead or on life support, as I think we came to the the yeah. final conclusion with our discussion, um, maybe it's not so on life support as we thought. We're just because it was suggested to us that we weren't listening to the right kind of music. Yeah, yeah. I was talking to a coworker that listens. Yeah. So he occasionally listens to our show, and he brought up the fact that you know rock isn't really dead. It's just a harder to find it because right. it's not. It's you know, dead in the mainstream from the you know early 60s until you know the late 90s early 2000s it was kind of the popular music so it was played everywhere it's not played everywhere anymore right it's harder to find so you've got to actually dig to find right. some of this good music so we i you know i came i came across a handful of groups that i think qualify and and i and i should point out that some of them aren't as new as they as say Greta Van Fleet uh, some of them have been around for about 10 years or or more maybe or 30 
for one of well, them. Well, one of them. Yeah, I didn't realize. I think. Well, I'm, and, and we get to that. I'll kind of talk about talk about because I don't honestly. I don't even remember putting that mentioning that band. But anyway. Um, it was on my list, I'm sure. So it was. You, so Ian emailed me a list of, of bands, some bands to check out, and uh, so yeah, this is not really. This is kind of a more of a. I thought, in my way of thinking, was to acknowledge that, you know, we've dug, we've dug a little bit, and we there, there is some hope for rock yeah. music. We've adjusted our the, thinking a little. Yeah, bit. Yeah, down the road, um, it's still, it's still. I think it's still on life support. Yeah. But, but maybe it's not as bad as. But we it's were not thinking. as bad as what the we diagnosis were isn't yeah. terminal, you know. Exactly. Yeah. There's there's hope for the future. All right. So and these are some of the groups that are. You want to kind of run down your list? Uh. Well. Or do you have your list? Ian? I have. I have a. Do you list-ish need? Do you, need, do you need me to run down your list? Well, I don't remember. I mean, some of the ones I have here. Are okay. Can we go down in order that you sent them to me? At least. Sure. Or? Let's do that. Go ahead. All right. So you start out with Wolf Mother. Okay. Wanna. Perfect. Now, granted. Okay. So just for like podcast sake, we're not going to play any music. Yeah. We, we'll talk. Uh, we'll talk about it. You can listen to the bands. Right. I'll actually we, point out a couple of key songs that I yeah, like. Yeah. Because we kind of we played music on our show before, and we got flagged on YouTube, and yeah. And I, personally, I mean, I don't really care about that, but. Know. You know, as far as making it sound good and and being able to kind of talk over, I, it, I would I like to be able to keep our show on YouTube because if you, if we get flagged a, uh, again or two or three more times, right. we we lose our channel on YouTube. Uh, well, okay, yeah. fair enough. Um, but anyway, one of the so Wolf Mother, real quick before you get into it, they've been they they've been a band since uh, two thousand four. Okay, so, so that's, and that's yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's newish. That's newish. Yeah, I mean. I didn't really come across anything that's like Greta Van Fleet brand new, because they're like no. three years. They've been they've been kind of popular. What three years? Would you say? Um, maybe. I mean, they're two, three years. Okay, well, their full length debut album came out in November right. of last, or and they, you, October, you know, November old, last year. In the year. old days, that's how you determined the birth of a band. Was kind of like their first album came out in year X, so that's when they you know yeah that's 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 yeah. I got you. But for them, and we'll say, we'll benefit of the doubt. We'll say two years. Then. Yeah. Okay. I didn't find any band that was that young, and I and from the sounds of it, I even some of the bands I didn't even think were as old as that. But speaking um, of young, their drummer is nineteen years old. Greta Van Fleet. Yeah. Yeah. That's I mean that's what I'm talking about. Uh, but as far as Wolf Mother goes, the first time I I I, I listened to them, I the first song I don't remember the very first song I listened to, but. It's weird. I got a strange, like, classic Black Sabbath vibe from it. I can see that. Um, but then I've listened to some of their, a lot of their other stuff, and then it, it's not there. So it was like maybe just that song, or there's actually been a couple songs where I kind of got it. But I wonder if it, it was, was Joker and the Thief because I kind of got the same idea. Like I really, it might have been. I really liked the intro to that song. Okay. I thought it was really a great beginning. I don't know. It's kind of there. In, I'm not a big fan of lead, lead singer's voice. I'm going to say that. Um, really? Because yeah. I, I don't. I I mean, it's kind of a, a Ozzy-ish. No, but it's not. It's so not there's as a nasally, but the the like. I don't really have a problem with his voice. I think it's I, like, I have a problem with a lot of these bands' singers. Okay. Um, just because. Which is strange, and maybe I don't and maybe and maybe a, it's just the the sound of today, but they all kind of have that same typical rock voice if mm. you know what i mean and it's like but isn't that what we're talking about kind of no 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 it's back? not no it's because it's not harkening back it's a 
mid 2000s okay. generic rock voice. Gotcha. Okay. It's a they they all kind of sound like the lead singer of Nickelback kind of. Eh, well, I didn't get that, I didn't quite get got, that from that that tone. Not necessarily maybe the same from the voice. one band, but I, the music overpowers that for me for that other band. Uh, yeah, but musically you see what I, I'm talking about. I really about. like them musically. Yeah, because I mean, both mother, mother, especially out of the groups, some of the groups I mentioned or I sent to you, it's a little harder edge. I think it's a little bit more. There's some elements of metal there uh-huh. in the songs that I listen to. Um, two songs that I really enjoyed, and I've listened to them multiple times: um, "Simple Life" uh-huh. and "Gypsy Caravan." Were those? Well, were those like, off the newest? So, newest so Victorious, which is their newest album, yep. mm-hmm. which I thought was a really good album. Um, I listened, yeah. I listened yeah, to most of it. Now, granted, these bands we're going to talk about, I just need to say up front, I didn't listen to a large section of it. Right, their, it's been hard uh, for me too to get, I, you know, because they're I'm, kind of hit and miss. But. Yeah, so I've I've taken you know five to eight songs yeah. and kind of went down a lot of their most played music on through Apple Music, and uh, and kind of tried to base my opinion off of songs off of multiple right. albums and that's because kinda, I, because I was, because as a, a band changes typically changes their yes. music from album to album as so they should as they should yes. so if you listen to just one album i don't think you'll generally get, get an idea yeah. of, of their musical range yeah um if you want to call it that so but yeah victorious i thought was a was a really good just like straightforward kind of rock album. yeah and and to to your point I did kind of just focus more on the more recent albums by these bands because yeah. we are kind of looking at it as what is rock now. Yeah. So, you know, uh, most of these bands have albums that came out within like 2017, 2018. Um, and actually, one band that's another one that's been around for a while, but they just released kind of an EP. I think there's eight songs on it. Yeah. And it's fantastic. I, I hope they release it on vinyl. I really do because I want to I want to get it. But um so yeah, I kind of I kind of went the same way. I did listen to older stuff, but I uh-huh. really focused on the newest gotcha. additions to their to their catalogs. And there there was one band, and we'll talk about it when we get there. But I liked some of their older stuff better than better. some of their and new stuff. I came across some of that too. But okay, okay. What, which band were you talking about with the vinyl? Oh, the Decemberists. Okay, we'll we'll get to them. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I I, I was I kind of liked the direction that some of Wolf Mother's music went. Yeah. You know, not a, I, not I a guess huge I didn't focus as much the on the vocals singer. and the lyrics or the the singing because there's there's types of singing I it, do it wasn't not it like. wasn't bad it wasn't like it put me off right it was just it just kind of had that generic kind of rock sound okay I, I, I generic mid two thousands rock sound I want to say okay um, and not all the bands we're going to talk about had that same problem right but, right. Um, uh, the the next one I had on there was or the next one I'm sorry the next one you had because this is your list this is my list yeah uh, the next one was uh, Black Pistol Fire and this is the one that I've actually listened to the most I've, I think I've listened to almost all their albums um, over the course of say the last couple of weeks. so they're a newer band they started they formed in 2000 and if I'm four, sorry 2011 they have three or four albums they do yeah something like um, that. four albums and I think I've listened to at least a good chunk of all of their albums uh, but again I went with their newest album for most of the which is Deadbeat Graffiti yes. Um, which was released in 2017. Yep. And um, honestly, I don't like it as much as I like their older stuff. Okay. So, and that's kind of where I got with that. But a lot of their, even their older stuff, I I do not like Southern rock. I'm not a Skinner fan. Yeah. I, I mean, and even the Eagles, you could argue, are kind of Southern rock. I do well, not like. Eagles are California rock, but. 
with a southern-ish sound. It it just I don't like it. I just don't like it. But I get elements of it from these guys, but it's more of an undertone rather than a, a driving force. For I didn't the rock. get I didn't get a really big southern. Some maybe some of their younger earlier stuff. Like, I've got I definitely got especially with deadbeat like a bluesy sound. Yeah, to it. with, that's, I with think deadbeat that's, graffiti, I definitely got like a blues rock sound. Yeah, I don't, and I don't necessarily think that's really like southern. Southern rock is a some, little different. It can come off as of southern because I like blues rock. Don't get yeah. me wrong. I mean, I wouldn't like Zeppelin or yeah. early Sabbath Zeppelin or, is a great blues rock yeah and that's kind of what i was going with and i definitely got like a 70s vibe from some of their music that Mm -hmm. they had but they still had that like a solid modern rock sound do you think that comes from the way that music's just recorded today no because there's not a lot of bands that have that sound okay well i'm just i just i kind of maybe i was looking at it just through the prism of looking for bands that kind of can work in my mind, in both eras, yeah, like they were, they're working now, obviously, yeah. But would they work, say, 1972 or 1973? Yeah, that I kind don't of know. Thing, yeah, you know, if yeah. they were, this saying. band had to come up in 1973. Would this, would these songs hold up then? Yeah, as they do now. That's kind of how I approach Greta Van Fleet, and it, it does. You listen to those songs and you think, okay, if these guys were recording in 1968 and 69, this album. It would be just it, as popular. It would be. It would probably be just as popular, and, if not even more popular, and maybe even because arguably. there's a lot of backlash against Greta Van Fleet because everyone says they sound, sound too much like, like other bands, or, or they sound like Zeppelin. Led, Led Zeppelin, and they, they some, do sometimes. some of their some of their songs they do, but yeah. a lot of the songs they don't. Right. You know, and and Led Zeppelin got there was a lot of plagiarism charges yeah. thrown at Led Zeppelin, yeah. which is the ironic thing. Well, mainly for Stairway to Heaven, but let's 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 look at it a bit more esoterically. The shit that Greta Van Fleet's getting for Zeppelin. Zeppelin should have been getting from, say, black blues artists yeah. in America. Yes. Because what they were doing was they were turning, taking what was traditionally black man's music, yeah. specifically American black music, yeah. and basically funneling it through white middle class Britain. Yeah. You know, so. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So the same, as I said, esoteric argument could be made on both ends. So And that's the kind of thing. And if, you, if you're. So the Grammys were last week or the week before? I guess. I don't pay any and, attention and, to that. Uh, I know they won. They, they, won. they won for best rock album. Okay. Um, Not new rock album, just rock album? Best, best rock. Yeah, best okay, rock cool. album. Fair um, but some of the bands that were up for it <laughs> shouldn't really be in a rock right. category. But anyway, that's yeah. that's beside the point. So there was a lot of that, the, the following week after the Grammys. Um, I know the Detroit News or Free Press, whoever it was, had posted on Facebook a couple of articles about them winning, and it was like hundreds and hundreds. I'm talking o- over two or three hundred uh, comments on each on these about threads. How much they sound like about, about how shitty they are, and this is terrible Ooh. music. And I'm like, what is wrong with you people? Well, why, why can't you just sit down and appreciate? Because, because it, everything's so disposable because now. Because everyone, and every, all those negative comments were coming from, well, you know, they're just a Led Zeppelin cover band, and I'm a, I'm a Led Zeppelin fan, and, you know, they're doing just, they're just regurgitating stuff from 40 years ago. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. This, what they are doing right now, what Greta Van Fleet, if you're a, if you're a classic rock fan, you know, and you're a Led Zeppelin fan, if you're a Pink Floyd fan, if you're any of those uh, um, bands, even, you know, Aerosmith was doing some of it mm-hmm. in the early to mid-70s. If you're a fan of those, that like, 
era of rock music. Almost and you, and every you, band. And you that look came at and you, and you look and at what Greta Van Fleet's doing now, and you look and say, "Well, you know, that's just bullshit. You know, it's it's nothing new. It's nothing that I haven't heard before." If you look at what the rest of or a large percentage of the rock industry is right now, it's nowhere close to right. what Greta Van Fleet's doing. It's kind of like standing out from the crowd by doing granted by doing something that's essentially been done before but no one else is doing it so you're yeah. still standing out if it's so damn easy why isn't someone else doing it and yeah that would be my argument you know these people you i would point out that the majority of those people who posted on that probably have heard maybe one or two songs tops oh yeah absolutely or none at all and just going off of what they've heard from other people yep and like you said, they don't. No one sits and listens and 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 appreciates music anymore. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, just look at pop music. Take pop music now and look at pop music in the eighties. Uh-huh. I'm not going to comment on what I think is the quality of the, of the two, but if you look at what pop music was in the eighties relative to today. There was more effort, not just on the part of the artists, but on the part of the audience. There was still a depth to the pop music back then. Yeah. That doesn't exist anymore. No. Because audiences don't want to do any of the work. Yeah. It's easy to have just a hook and that's it. Mm-hmm. They like the hook. Yep. That's true. true. So it's just true. give them Absolutely a hook. True. Just give them a hook. Um, Whereas music back, even like I said, even pop music in the 80s and even the 70s. It was more than that. There was still depth to it, there even though it, even yeah. though it was bubblegum. It was still it was there was high substance. quality bubblegum. Yeah. You know? um, so. But what I'll say real quick on Greta Van Fleet, you know, if you're someone listening to the show and you and you're one of those people, they're like, oh, they're just regurgitating Led Zeppelin. Uh-huh. Go on any of your streaming services and click on you know uh, arm, um, Anthem of the Peaceful Army, which is their newest Seven, album. Yep. And listen and, to the whole thing. Well, not even the whole thing. Let's just listen to the song anthem. It's nothing like No, yeah, you're it's right. It's nothing like Led Zeppelin. It's a fantastic song. It's a slower song, but it's definitely it's 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 you're you don't hear things like that today out of out of mo- right. modern rock bands. And that's why um and that's kind of why I was kind of I, I looked them up just because they were on Saturday Night Live. I've heard of them. I'm you know, obviously they're from Michigan, so mm-hmm. I've I've heard of them before. But I was kind of I wasn't like blown away by their music because some of it's kind of basic, but yeah. then again, they're 20 years old. Yeah. And then they're 19, and when you, 20 when you year say old basic, kids. we're, we, you and I, what's basic to us is, is like high end for a yeah, lot of people. So, but our tastes tend to be more, well, I hate to use the word progressive because it's used for a specific yeah. subgenre, but overall the music we listen to, for example, when before we started recording, we're listening to Smashing Pumpkins. That's that's a progressive album. Oh yeah, and oh, it's absolutely. 1995. You know, it's it's progressive, but it's still rock. Mm-hmm. You know, so our tastes are a little bit more refined. That's I mean, I don't want to sound pretentious about it, but that's when you say basic, it's basic just in the sense, like you said, they're young, but they're still learning their craft, and, the, and, and that's they're kind doing of, it. Well, that's kind of the point I was getting at. Take any band, take any popular band out there, and. They probably weren't recording, they probably didn't re- record or release a lot of music when they were 19, 20, 21 years right. old. But if you're able to go back and listen to some of their early recordings, 
they're probably not like they're probably not even as as far as as advanced as what Granny Van Fleet's doing right now at that same age. And I would I would agree with that. I mean, I, the, even the music even they're... Zeppelin in 1968 before they released their first album was probably slightly below where Greta Van Fleet is yeah. now. Because they're doing things that that people, that, that bands that are, you know, four, five, six years more seasoned than them yeah. are doing. Yeah. Or capable of doing. Yeah. And that's kind of where that kind of really drew me into their music was, you know, the potential that this band has. And I, I just think it's good music. It sounds it is, good. It is good music. You know, they, they've got good songs. They're They're well-performed. I mean, at the at the end of the day, that's that's really all you need. Good songs. It doesn't it doesn't have to be anything special. It doesn't have to be progressive in any way. It doesn't have to break the mold. Yeah. Just give us a good fucking song. That's all I ask for. And then they do. You know, for what it's worth, they do. And I and um, Black Black Pistol Fire is another band. I I really like their music. I thought they were good. I, I, I thought like, they were good. Out of the groups that I picked. Aside from the Decemberists, because they're there, I've liked them for a long time. But out of the groups that I came across in, in all the searching, Black Pistol Fire is at the top of my list. Um, so, what's the next on the? Check them out. I um, I would say instead of looking at their new their newest album, go back look at their like first and second album because I yeah. think the music's a little bit. There's some there's some good stuff going on. There. Some variation of the music. Yeah, it's some good um, stuff. The going next on. one on your list. This is Jack White's band. How do you say this name? The Raconteurs? Raconteurs, yeah. Um, so they were formed in 2005. Okay. But they haven't released anything. They just released oh, hold a on, single. Hold on, hold on, hold uh, on. Okay. Let me finish what I was saying there, chucklehead. Yeah. Uh, so they haven't released anything other than a two-song. They released a two-song EP mm-hmm. in 2018, which is probably what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And then they had three singles, I think, the year or two before that. But outside of those five songs, they haven't released anything since 2008. Okay. Yeah. But, so but they're still it, considered an active band. And, yeah, I know, you know. And it is slightly different than Jack White's other stuff. It is. And slightly. I still like it. It's, it's still more rock. Um, I guess we can probably cover Jack White in general right now. Jack White is keeping rock alive in, in that classical sense. Yes. It has been since, say, 1999 when, yeah. with the White Stripes. Um. He's a strong proponent for vinyl. He only records on analog tape. Yep. Um, so his his whole method is old school. Across and I think that's a better sound because and of it. And it does have a better sound because, let's face it, what he was doing with, with the White Stripes was very simple stuff. It was. Uh, he made it sound better than simple. He made it sound more complicated, but it was just simple guitar, bass, singing, and that's it, and drums. That's uh-huh. it. Um. So taking that simplicity and making it sound good and still maintaining kind of a, a throwback to where he, where he came from because uh-huh. he's a Detroit, Detroit guy. Yeah. Look at the rock that came out of Detroit. Mm-hmm. The MC5, Alice Cooper, Iggy Pop, then, you know, not even rock, but just Motown, which is a variation of rock. Yeah. I mean. Hey, you can't forget Suicide Machines. Oh, I didn't know they were from Detroit. Yeah, they're from Detroit. Yeah. Oh, see, there you go. Yeah. You know. And Greta Van Fleet, they're from Frankenmuth, which is far away from Detroit. <laughs> well, in in more ways than just miles. Too, yeah, but, that's true. Uh, um, uh, it's still it's still considered slower ish Michigan. So, but yeah, uh, I, I liked I liked a lot of the music I heard from them. I really liked the the double the two song EP they released yeah, last uh, year. I thought that was really good. Um, I just it didn't sound very. I mean it. it, it 
it sounds a lot like a lot of other Jack White yeah. projects. Though. And he's there. Yeah, his influence is there. Definitely. And, and granted, Which, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Right. I, like, I, I liked what I, I heard from that. I threw that in there because I thought it would be a way to kind of connect to the White Stripes because they were an older band. Yeah. And, and Jack White's, even his solo career is, you know, 2005. Yeah. So... Yeah, I, I, we're I going was... back more than ten years, and I thought, you know, this is a way I can kind of connect yeah. it, you know, because there's another band he's in called the Dead Weather, and I don't, I don't really like that music as much. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I liked what they were doing. Yeah, that's I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it's so, definitely it's definitely a band worth checking out. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, if you check, if you're a fan of Jack White, you probably already checked him out. To be honest with you. Yeah. Um, but if you're not a fan of Jack White, I would say listen to. The White Stripes album, Elephant, Icky Thump, yeah. Icky Thump, which is actually my favorite of the White Stripes, and Blunderbuss, Jack White's first solo album. You listen to those three albums, I guarantee you'll be a White Stripes, White Stripes Jack White fan. Elephant's the only one I've got on vinyl. <laughs> I don't have Elephant. I have their first album, self-titled. I have Blunderbuss, and that's it. I still haven't even gotten Icky Thump, which is my favorite White Stripes album by yeah. far. But. That was her last one. That was the last White yeah. Stripes. But. Um, but if you listen to those three albums, and you can find them on iTunes, all over. They're all over the place. Mm-hmm. Listen to those three albums, you'll be you'll be hooked, guaranteed. Um, so the next band you got on the list is a band I wasn't all that thrilled about. Okay. Which was Ghost. I I think I specifically pointed to one song that okay. you should listen to. Did you listen to that song? I don't know. Okay. So they were formed in Sweden yes. in 2008. And they're kind of a gimmicky band. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can see the appeal of a band like this in today's music scene. <laughs> You're me. awfully coffee tonight. I, I, I've been fighting this coffee since I was sick last month. Since you were 15. Um, mm. But, uh, I mean, I, I think in a lot of ways it's bands like this that are kind of dragging down rock in the 21st century. See, I kind of see this band as an offshoot of what was going on in the se- late 70s and early really? 80s anyway. Yeah. There is no really no difference between Ghost and Merciful Fate uh circa 1979. Yeah. Same it's the same thing. King Diamond was the lead singer. They're definitely Merciful. more metal than rock. A little bit more metal, but there's it's still it's still more rock than metal, I think. It's yeah. Um but the it's it's that offshoot. Because if you look at what rock was, like I said, say seventy nine to eighty four, it was kind of going through a lot of changes, but your basic was still there. Yeah. You're you still had your Ozzy, which was still Sabbath, you had your Alice, um, you had your more poppy ish kind of rock, but um Kansas, the police there was a there was a place for merciful fate slash king diamond yeah in that whether you liked it or not it's there you know it's 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 still a part of that that time period that that era of rock music and it really even more so came to the forefront with the more metal stuff of metallica metallica was heavily influenced by both sabbath and merciful fate and uh misfits and misfits exactly it's, same, it's kind of the same thing it's the place that i see ghost in in modern rock is the same place that misfits I, I guess i could see and that. merciful fate had in the 70s and 80s i could definitely say that i liked 
uh, I don't remember the name of the album. Um, it was the album that they released in 2015. Okay. I liked that album a lot more than, than the newest, the newest album. And see, the newest one has the one song that I really enjoy, and I've listened to and I, and pieces I only of the listened album. to a couple of songs off. I only listened to three or four songs off each album, so I might not have listened to the one you're talking about. Yeah, um, it was just it was one song that I really. I've never to been play. a big metal fan though. So. This song's not metal though. The the one I recommended was kind of more straightforward rock. Well, maybe I'll I'll listen to it later. Yeah, it's called. I think it's called Rats. Okay, but I'll uh, check it out. You know, give that one a, a whirl. I knew that was kind of a um, a stretch, a stretch, but I wanted to throw it in there because, like I said, it does it. I think ghosts can have a place in what we're talking about. Yeah, in the same sense that say misfits or I got you. fate, I got you. Kind of have a place. Um, uh, the next one you had on your list was the Lumineers. Yeah, they're a bit more folky. In, formed, yeah, they're formed in 2002. Yeah, I definitely got more of a folk, folk rock. rock sound yeah. from them. But I think they also have to have a place in this modern era and it's beyond the say the mumford and son yeah folk I, and i i did i liked i mean i i liked some uh, some of the stuff i listened to um i definitely liked cleopatra which that was, was least 2016 yep. Yep. um and uh it's definitely something i could see checking out again in the future uh-huh. you know you know next time they release something i'll probably check it out um the song that stuck out for me, and that's on the Cleopatra album, was "Sick in the Head." Okay, that one kind of stuck stuck out. But I I've kind of always had a soft spot for folky rock too. Yeah. Anyway, Cat Stevens, Jim Croce, yeah. you know that kind of thing. But as even though they don't have the roaring guitars, I still find them to be rock in a oh, sense. Yeah. You know, well, because rock and, is a big it's an umbrella. We've said it's it an umbrella term. Times, We've talked about it, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean the Lumineers again. I put them on there, but because. To me, they still kind of, they're unique enough, but fit in the folk rock kind of area yeah. and still, you know, still work. For the, that. Uh, the next one you had on there was Animals as Leaders. This one was a bit of a stretch, mainly because they they have a great following, but they're, they would never hit the mainstream. Did you listen to them? I did. And I'm going to guess you probably didn't like them. Um, I thought they had a really cool sound. So they were formed in 2008, so they're kind of a new world yeah. band. Um, and they're members from other big bands. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I thought they had a cool sound. Um, it's it's very different than a lot of the stuff you hear today, uh-huh. um, at least mainstream stuff. Yeah. But yeah, I, I kind of, I, I thought some of their tracks would be good um, to have on, like, in the background if you were doing something. Um, Did but, you understand? Because I think I put in the note that there was an, an element of what, Jazz used to be a certain element yes. of improvis- improvisation, yes. and I kind of um, got that, and a lot of kind of, but an acid side of that, like yeah. an acid jazz. Um, it's not that I would like take time out of my day to sit down and listen to, right? But it wasn't. It was. It was definitely interesting. Yeah. I I did. I, I'm someone that can I can sit down um, and appreciate the artistry of just about anything. I have. I will admit it. I have a Justin Bieber album on vinyl. Right. Um, his his well, I think it's his last album that he released. Mm. There's some good music on there. I can appre- appreciate the musical side of it, right. the artistry of it. I can definitely see some of the stuff I listen to from this band, and I can appreciate the the artistry of it. Right. Yeah, because I think it was it was founded by the main guy. He's a ba- he's the bass player. Yeah. And I mean, it's just weird. It's it's like I said, it's kind of a, a um, heavy metal jazz ish kind of thing going on. Um, 
but very fast. It's fast jazz. It's fast bass. It's fast drums. It's horns. It's it's a lot of things going on in there. And I really, like you said, it's not something you could probably sit down and relax to. Yeah. But I've I've on numerous occasions when I couldn't really there wasn't anything I really wanted to listen to, musically or podcast wise. Just driving to work, I'm like, oh, I can throw these guys oh, out because it's like. You know, it, it, you can sit there and analyze it. And, you can kind of vibe to it, it and, and yeah. kind of still do whatever you're doing. Yeah. So that's uh, that was why I threw them no, because I they're see that. they're doing something again. That's you can say it's like this over here from the '60s or whatever, but it's new enough to say this is this works. This works. It now, does. You yep. know, and I got you. Let's see where they go forward. Where it pulls things forward. So um, the next one on your list, I think you already mentioned them, was uh, the Decemberists. Yes, which is their form of 2000. Um, I got kind of like an REM kind of sound. Some some of, some of their stuff, yes, but uh, there's definitely a, lot a of, slower like folk rock sound. Yeah, they have a tendency. I'd say there's a more of a theatrical theme to their to yeah. their songs. Yep. Um, in fact, even some of their albums, I would go as far as to say, are kind of concept albums. Um, to a point. Uh, I just like them because I it's. Real instruments again. It's kind of a folky sound. Um, I like the way the lyrics work. They're kind of, I don't know. There's an old world sound to the way the the lyrics function. I got you. Yeah, I definitely see that. And on their album, The Crane Wife, they have a song that's 12 minutes long. So is that their? That's probably their most popular album. Is that their newest album? No, The Crane Wife was like 2006. Because I. I don't remember the name of it, but their newest album, which was released in 2018, I thought was pretty. That's good. the one I was telling you about. The EP that's like eight songs. Okay, fantastic. Yeah, I thought that was oh really good. Oh my god, that's. There's... I didn't even know it came out. I came across it when I was doing this uh-huh. research, um, just the other day, and I I listened to the whole thing three times. Yeah, they they just... definitely have some songs out that I could listen to again. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, the very first brand new vinyl I bought as a part of my new collection was the Crane Wife by okay. December. All right. So, um, but yeah, they're, like I said, they're not doing anything again, very, very different, but they're different enough from the Lumineers. There's they're, yeah. they're folky, but you can hear the Lumineers and you can hear the Decembrists and know you're listening to two different bands, much like back in the day when you could listen to Led Zeppelin and Aerosmith and know you were listening to two different bands, Yeah, you know, or Black Sabbath and Alice Cooper. You knew they were different. There was, there's, you weren't just replicating what the next, the last guy who had a big hit, big hit did, yeah. you know? I got you. So, Decemberus is like way up there for me. I, I but, would even go as far as to say they're probably my top 10 favorite bands. The, some of their stuff was pretty, I, I liked some of it. I wasn't a, like a huge fan. Right. I was, generally, I wasn't a huge fan of a lot of the bands that you sent me, but, right. you know, some of them But you can some, understand where I was kind yeah, of going yeah, with this you. newer. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I almost wanted to call this episode, like, Class of 18. Yeah. You know, where where rock is right, right now. now. Yeah. Or, you know, in this recent era. Gotcha. Um, um, the next one you had on your list, um, which was interesting was Monks of Doom. Okay. Which is the band. So originally they formed in 1986. Okay. Uh, They broke up in 1993, though, and didn't reform again until they were, all the members came back, but they they reformed reformed in 2003. Okay. And that might be why I put them on there, because I think I only listened to a few of those tracks anyway. It was, I kind of dig their sound. Yeah. It was uh, very psychedelic 
Metal-ish, old, old, old Pink Floyd kind of sound. Oh, maybe I got I'm from thinking it? of a different band then. Oh, I think I am thinking of. I don't think maybe that's. I may have put them on by accident then. I think I was. No, I think I did. I think I messed up with that. No, oh, so okay. But maybe, hey, hey, if they're if they're if they live for you, that's it, cool. It, it was interesting. Um, uh, most of the songs, it seems like. Uh, granted, I like I said before, I only listened to five or eight of their songs or whatever it was. Right, right. Uh, so most of the songs I listened to were instrumental tracks. Oh, okay. Then that's um, definitely, I put the wrong band on there. I'm sorry. But anyway. But I'm not sure if that's all of their music is like that. But it was, yeah, I got like old psychedelic Pink okay. Floyd. It was a, it was an interesting kind of sound. Okay. Um, well, now, now I need to go back and re- revisit that because... Obviously, like I said, I think I put the wrong band on there for you. But uh, um, so, well, since you didn't listen, we'll just move on to the next one. Uh, the next one uh, that you had on your list was the Sheepdogs. Yeah. Which, I mean, so they formed in two thousand six. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're they're a newer band. Right. Um, you know, it's another band that has that kind of classic you know, rock sound yeah. from the seventies. Yeah. Um, I almost again, like, it's hard to argue or hard to pinpoint like southern rock versus blues rock ish kind of almost folk rock to some degree there's a couple well, of songs yeah there was folk. definitely definitely more of a southern rock guitar sound yeah but they yeah. use that you know when you listen to a lot of like classic rock in the 70s they had a, a lot of them had that like three-piece harmony mm-hmm. um with like a with like a, a really strong guitar sound and that's definitely the sheepdogs. They kind of go down that that path. Mm-hmm. They got that three piece harmony. Um, like I said, they got the southern rock guitar sound. Um, it's definitely a band I could, like I said before, with with uh, another one. It's 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 something I probably wouldn't go out of my way to listen to. Right. But uh, they definitely have some music that's definitely worth checking out. They got some pretty decent songs. Okay. Um, I guess the band I was actually trying to put on there was uh, I don't know why I did Monks of Doom. I wanted to put on Band of Skulls. Oh, that's on there too. I did put them on yeah, there. Okay, then I don't too. know where I came up with that one then, because I didn't. I don't think I actually even listened to that. Oh, well, do you have anything to add to Sheepdogs? No, no. It was again. It was just kind of another. Gotcha. You know, uh, the next one you had on your list, which was the Shins, uh-huh. which formed in 1997, which is actually a side project from the band Flake. Uh, which I've heard of them before, but I've never listened to any of them. The Shins never... I've heard of. I, I, to me, again, it's with that one, it's more of like an REM indie kind of sound. Yeah, ex- absolutely. Yeah. That, I, I, they they had that sound that's very, you know, uh, I, 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 I don't want the word generic to sound bad. Right. But they've got that kind of generic indie folk rock sound yeah. that was really popular. Well, really popular in like the, the er, early 2000s, yeah. I was I was even saying the early 90s. So um, going back to no, I, early when, REM, early Counting Crows. When you when you say like college radio, college radio rock, I think of like... Um, um, Co- Counting Crows wouldn't exist well, I was without like, college radio. I was, I was REM thinking, wouldn't exist without I was thinking like radio. Gin Blossoms, that kind and, of college well, rock. Well, I mean, I guess to some degree, yeah. But they're, no, they're, they're more, I think they've got... More of like a two thousands kind of indie rock sound. Okay, um, it, the indie bleeds through no matter what. Yeah, um, I mean they're a decent band. They got a couple yeah. of decent songs. They're a little too folky for me though. Yeah, um, and that's probably going to be a theme because I prefer. I like I like a good hard rock sound. I really do. I like you know, thrashing guitars. Um, but I like a good acoustic guitar a lot too. So the you know, uh, I, the band I compared them to, which is actually a good kind of comparison for the college rock sound uh was Weezer. They've got some eh, songs. Yeah, they've yeah. got some songs that very that sound like they could be Weezer songs. Okay. 
Well, see, when you say college radio, you, I think you're thinking like Dave Matthews, like yes. Frat Rock. Yes. When I say college radio, I'm talking about independent college radio. No, well, I like think like Frat Rock is the, what I'm talking. Where about. when I'm talking, when I say college radio, I'm talking like where literally where REM, Counting Crows, yeah, those types of bands got their start. You know, I'm talking. I'm, some, I'm talking like some Hootie long, and the Blowfish. Yeah, no, no, no. that's. <laughs> That's frat rock, but that's, that's still, not college but rock. That's still, that's still kind of that that indie folk rock and kind to of a degree. Sound. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, we diminish Hootie and the Blowfish and Gin Blossoms, but actually, Gin Blossoms have a lot of good songs. Yeah, they do. Uh-huh. Um, and honestly, even Hootie and the Blowfish, for what it's worth, I'd like I dig a lot of their songs. Yeah, too. they got not, some good music. They're I not... would never own any of their stuff. I no. would own Gin Blossoms stuff. I did own. I owned. Um, Hate jealousy, whatever that album well, yeah, was. Yeah, new miserable life or something yeah. it was called, I think. But and actually, I've listened to them more recently on 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 Spotify. Yeah. So yeah, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, I dig that, but I think we're we're miss you and I are not talking about the same thing. When gotcha. I say co- independent college radio, I got you. I'm talking like you know some you know, long haired hippie dude sitting in a in a booth in the college radio station, and he's playing shit that you're not. No hearing. one's ever heard of. Yeah. And I'm talking about like and you're the talking about fret rock. Fret rock. Yeah. yeah, Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> yeah, which you know Dave Matthews Band has some good songs too. Yeah, you know, there's a there's a YouTube video out. It's not. It might be a professional video. It's professionally shot, and it's Dave Matthews and another guitarist, and it's they're both acoustic and they're playing and they're like doing this weird dueling thing. It's it blew my mind the first yeah. time I saw it, you know, especially. I think I've seen it before because, you know, when you think of Dave Matthews, you think of, you know, that crash into me song or whatever, yeah. but you know, this was that, that blew my mind. So I'll never, I, you very rarely find me criticizing anything like Dave Matthews, but anyway, yeah. um, so I guess I, I let's the two uh, Eagles of death metal and, um, well, the next uh, the next one we had on the list was them crooked vultures. Oh well, let's mention them because that's uh, like a little super group. Yeah, so thing. it's the lead singer of uh, Queens of the Stone Age. Yep. Um, it was uh, Dave Grohl on drums mm-hmm. from Nirvana and Foo Fighters fame, and then interestingly enough, and I didn't know this, mm-hmm. it was John Paul Jones on bass from yeah, Led Zeppelin. From Led Zeppelin, yeah, that's it, kind of it's it's. It's two different eras, and that arguably you could even say it's three different eras. Oh yeah, because Dave Grohl goes and back three to the, very different sounds. Yeah, and Dave Grohl kind of he he sums up the center of it, you know, John Paul Jones, and then the, the dude from um, Queens of the Stone Age, which yeah. you know, even though they're how do you say? Do you say is his last name Home? Is that how you say H O M M E? I don't know, Josh Home, yeah. I guess, but um, I but it was listening. To, I wasn't. Really fond of a lot of this stuff. They haven't done any, I, they haven't released anything outside of their 2009 debut. Right. Um, and, and I wasn't blown away either. I just thought it was really cool. They had a couple kinda... of okay songs, yeah. and I can see like listening to a couple of the tracks, you can see some of that like Zeppelin influence, influence yeah. on it. So I thought it was kind of cool, but you know, obviously. You know, it doesn't have a Zeppelin sound at all. No, not at all. But it's just like it's there though. It's, it's, the it's definitely the, there. It's definitely there. You know, the, um, the a quarter of the of that of that quartet is there. Yeah, I wasn't really impressed by it though. No, it wasn't anything that blew me away. But it was just the idea. Like I said, it kind of summed up arguably three separate very very um, eras of rock. Yeah. Um, I mean, we could even arguably put Foo Fighters on our list. Even though they've been around for a long, 30, much like, 30 years. Well, not not really. Foo Fighters. 25 years. 25 years, yeah. yeah. But, you know, 
they were still doing what rock was. I think, I think it's been more than 25 years, actually, but I don't know. Well, no, because Cobain's only been dead 25 years this okay. April. Yeah. So. They formed right after, <laughs> not too long after he <laughs> died. Too, right. It wasn't too long. It was like um, two years or something. So the next one you got on your list is Eagles of Death Metal. And they can kind of, we can kind of sum them together with Queens of the Stone Age. Which were those are the next two bands we have yeah, on the list. They can kinda, and they can kind of, and actually, similar Eagles of Death Metal is actually a side project from the lead singer yeah. of, uh, of Queens of the Stone Age, right. um, which Queens of the Stone Age, they formed in 97. Eagles of Death Metal, he's put together in 98. So they're kind of right around the same, same time. time. Yeah. Um, and Eagles of Death Metal, you know, it's got it definitely has a, de- a heavier guitar sound. Right. Um, but a lot of the lyrics, at least the songs I listen to, um, no, on a side note, I'm a hum fan. Yeah. So I'm... A okay. fan, I'm a fan of Abstract. songs that have very strange lyrics. Mm-hmm. I mean, to the left where up is down, now stands a zebra made of shapes of me, it's silver in the sun. Yeah. I mean, so it's it makes no sense. But they, they kind of have that, there's like a, a strange bordering on kind of dumb or nonsensical lyrics uh-huh. to a lot of their songs that I just don't think that, worked. That, that appeals to me, though. Yeah. yeah, I mean, even not just a nonsensical, not, but just out there, kind of abstract. Or there's a song by the band Sorted Humor. It's called the Hat Song. Yeah, and the second verse is, "I thought I was Batman, come to save your life. That's not what happened. Better luck next time." I mean, that's just it's just there's a weirdness to it. Yeah, because it has because the, the chorus is, um. There's a hat. There's a hat on my head. There's a rat. There's a rat on my head. I mean, it's it's. I I, I got it. it just I, I I don't know. Some I of the, dig that. Some of the stuff from Eagles of Death Metal. It was almost like, it was like past nonsensical <laughs> and abstract. It was almost like, like they're going well, out their way to dumb. Do yes. Okay. It's very kind of forced. At I, least at I least, have to listen. I grant, to now granted, it was a very small sample. I listened to maybe five or six songs. Right. So it wasn't a whole lot I listened to, but I kind of picked a lot of their like most popular songs, and I was like, I get, just... I with them, and not so much with Queens of the Stone Age, but with them for sure. There's a certain like, I think there's a humor there that isn't for everybody. Yeah. Um, in the same sense that say people might not have understood the humor that was going on with early Genesis. Okay, yeah, Where I got, I get that. Peter Gabriel has a giant. Yeah, Peter Gabriel is fucking weird. Yeah, and it's weird. It was funny is he was so weird then, but then he became so normal when he went yes. solo. <laughs> but yeah, when he had a giant anus on the stage that he would push himself out of as like a hemorrhoid to sing a song. Yeah, there's a certain weird humor to that. I, I get that, that it doesn't translate to everybody. I get that, and it may not even translate to me. I just like the idea that it's different. Yeah, you I know? get that. Um, I don't know, maybe, and, and it might just be his voice, too. I've got because that's kind of my issue with Queens of the Stone Age, was I'm not a big fan of his singing style. Isn't the, the yeah, I, I can understand that. I mean, they've got, Queens of the Stone Age, they've got a, 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 a much larger catalog compared to other bands and that, that some, I reviewed. And they've had radio play, and they've yeah. been more mainstream. Yeah, so it's maybe a little more difficult to get an accurate picture, kind of their overall sound. Because mm-hmm. um, like I said before, it, it with most bands, it changes from album to album, um, you know. But it, I mean, it definitely has a little more of the like, like traditional, 
late 90s, early 2000s kind of rock sound to it. Kind of a little more straightforward kind of rock. And I agree with that, but I thought to some degree they transcended the Three Doors Down slash Nickelback mud, puddle of mud. They transcended that. that. That's why I dig them because arguably Three Doors Down could have been on this list if they had, if they're... If they weren't so shitty live. Well, shitty live, first of all. Second of all, if they weren't, if their second album wasn't just, hey, we had a hit song over here. It was kind of a rock ballad, so let's just do a whole fucking album of rock ballads. Exactly. Yeah, I got you. You know, if their their second album had been an improvement on their first, which their first album was actually fairly decent. I I hate to say it, but their first album was decent. It was okay. If you know, I think Queens of the Stone Age transcends that because they just they knew they knew how to to create. New ways of, of saying whatever yeah. it is they're trying to say and, um, and doing it. So the some of their early stuff definitely had like an edgier kind of rock sound to it mm-hmm. that I kind of I dug. Um, but then again, it was kind of also at the same time late nineties kind yeah. of sound. So it was kind of typical then. Um, but I mean, they definitely had some decent songs. Um, you know, it's probably nothing I would like go out of my way to put on, on a playlist or anything like that. But you know, I, it was okay. Yeah, yeah, that's how I felt. I mean. There wasn't going to be anything, any of these bands that are transcendent. Yeah. I mean, I would even argue that maybe Greta Van Fleet is the closest thing to that, but for new rock. But none of these bands are there yet. No. I mean, even the ones that have been around for 10 some year, 10 years, you know, it's, it's the old, it's, it's the old quote from Ozzy. I still haven't made my Sgt. Pepper. Yeah. You know, to some people you hear that in Sgt. Pepper, but the it's the idea yeah, of Sgt. Pepper. I, yeah, I get it. It's that, that one grand album that everyone will always remember that stands out, you know. So none of these bands have done their Sgt. Pepper yet. Yeah. But these are the bands that I think have the potential to, to maybe one day do a Sgt. Pepper. So you had one more band on your list, and that and was think, Band of Skulls. Oh, I did. Okay, I did have them. They're a bit more hard rock. They are, and they formed in 2004, so they're kind of a newer band. Yeah. Um, last 15 years. Yeah, it definitely has a like a bluesy rock kind of yeah. unique sound with a heavier guitar. And I thought even, I enjoyed again, some of it. kind of more of a Sabbath-y sound exactly. with the guitar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sure. Absolutely. That, I definitely see that. Yeah. So um, that's, I dig that. I mean, it's for me, it's the, it's the guitar, it's the drums. When it comes to rock, I mean, these are these are staples. It doesn't have to be there. Oops, sorry, guys. <laughs> it doesn't have to be there, but it definitely helps, you know, to have a good heavy guitar riff and yeah yeah i, I would I, I i miss the days of the old guitar solos oh yeah because i mean even some of these bands Greta van fleet has a couple oh they're not mind-blowing guitar solos if you but go on so if they've got a uh if you go on youtube Greta van fleet has a uh i don't remember what concert it's from but they've got a full like hour and a half set on on um professionally shot yeah it oh, okay. is um, you know, I think it's got multiple angles and stuff, but I don't know what song it was, but they've got like a, it's like 15 minutes long. Right. And it's got like a long guitar solo in it. It's got a long drum solo in it. It's like the, the kind of like the classic rock kind yeah. of thing. It's pretty cool to watch. Well, and it's, it's funny cause it's amazing what a guitar can do for it. I mean, it, the old, there's the old saying, everyone's a fucking guitar player, yeah, well, pretty which much. is true, but not everyone's a good guitar player first and foremost. And it's amazing what even one song by a band with a really good guitar solo can do for you. Yeah. For for example, Jefferson Starship. <laughs> they have one good song, uh-huh. and you know why that fucking song is so good? Is because it's got a fantastic guitar, guitar solo. solo. Yep. 
And that's it. I've listened. I've tried listening. I'm like, oh, wow. Jefferson Starship's actually cool. No. They have one good fucking song. And that guitar solo. And it's very short. It's not even that long. But it's just so sweet. And it just, you know. Um, Yeah, if you're. The song's Jane by Jefferson Starship, if anyone's asking. Um, Yeah, if if you're on YouTube and you check out that concert, yeah, it's the. I think Edge of Darkness is the name of the song. Okay. But yeah, it's pretty cool. It's, that's it, a good song anyway. It is. It yeah. is a good song. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's all I had for... for yeah. Do you I, have anything I, to add for No, for I thought... I was worried that I put the Vines on there. I do have one band I'm going to mention. Okay. I put the I, I was going to put the Vines on there, and I was afraid that I did because I hadn't listened to them, but it was a band I figured, oh, I'll just go and listen to them, and then we can talk about them. Yeah. But I'm glad I didn't put them on there because um, I never got around to listening to so them. So what I did was before we started recording i was like uh, i'd kind of finished going through these bands and stuff earlier today and uh i got on my apple music app i clicked on greta van fleet and at the bottom it has a list of similar artists mm-hmm. i just clicked on the first one i heard of them before they're called the struts um i heard the name i don't i had never listened to them before uh but they're an english band they formed in 2012 um it definitely has like a queenish sound to it Ooh, okay um I, I would kind of stylistically say it's like a cross between Queen and do you know the band Fun? No, I don't think so. Well, but but they're like a uh, they're like a mid two thousands kind okay. of rock band. Okay. Um, at least I think it was their name. But anyway, it's like a cross between them. If you can kind of imagine that sound, and the lead singer has that like kind of seventies iconic rock power voice. Okay. Um, but yeah, definitely check them out. The Struts, I, the yeah. Struts. Um, they're pretty good. I'm do um, that right now. I, I was like, I wasn't like blown away by what I'd listened to, but then again, well, I, and none of this. I, I only listened to two or three of their songs, and I was like, man, this is actually pretty good. Um, and then I got sidetracked doing something else. So, mm-hmm. yeah, definitely well, check. They definitely them out. got that good that '70s look. Oh yeah, absolutely. And they're they're they just released a new album, 2018. Yeah. Uh, I am officially following them. I will listen to them. But I mean, this whole show kind of came out from just a mixture of things. It was the 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 suggestions we got from our our one of our listeners that we maybe weren't look digging deep enough. Um, it was that it was you bringing up Greta Van Fleet, giving us a little bit of hope for rock, and then just kind of exploring some of the um, like other bands that were kind of maybe in the same genre or in the same group and i like i said i even considered giving you the suggestion of calling this class of 2018 just because it's i think these bands kind of maybe give us a a good view of what rock music is right now yeah i gotcha um i don't know yeah i was i was i was definitely interested at the very least we found some music that we had never heard before absolutely yeah and that's always a good thing you know go out there and i hate it that people listen to the same like Forbins, I've given you shit for years about it. Um, Which and, obviously isn't true. <laughs> no, it's not. And you've and, and in the last 10 years, Ian, you've branched out a lot. Yeah, for yeah, maybe more so than I used to. Um, sure. I think, And I think streaming services make that a lot easier to they do. They do. They do. Um, but, you know, I, I've, I've had conversations with people that will list, like, three or four kind of generic bands, and that's kind of all they listen to. Mm-hmm. And they, they, you know, and then they want to kind of try to judge other music. And it's right. like... Well, maybe branch out and try to experience other music and, and, and try to expand your taste. I mean, listen to what you want to listen to. Listen to whatever right. you like. But 
at least, I mean, I try to listen to as much stuff as I listen to, mm-hmm. as, as I can. Every week I'm trying to find new and inter- interesting music. Um, but, uh, I don't know. And, and if I'm amazed if, how if, much if, old stuff I found in, the, in just, say, in the last 10 years that I didn't even know existed. Oh, absolutely. Or songs by artists that I was well aware of, but never heard, never heard the song yep. before. And, you know, at, yeah, I'm getting to that point in my life. I, I mean... I'm, I'm well, I'm, I'm now, according to you, well into my forties. Yeah. You're going to be 41 here pretty soon. A week and a half. Yeah, I know. Old old bastard. Yeah, I'm an old bastard. But anyway, actually by the time this is released, it'll be less than a week, but. That's true. uh, um, uh, I've come to realize that it's not about, I mean, obviously we're setting our tastes, we're setting our, and what we view as good versus not good. But that doesn't mean that we can't, like you kind of pointed out, you can't find some diamond in the rough here and there. And not only that, but there's, even in 41 years, there's so much that I still haven't found or experienced that either hasn't come out yet. Or, like I said, it's, I've given the Rolling Stones shit for decades. Yeah. And They've then, and then out of out of nowhere, I just said, you know what? I I maybe I have not listened to enough Rolling Stones. Yeah, because I mean they've got a a fairly large catalog of radio hits, so we've oh, heard a lot. But there's also a, a shit ton of shit we've never heard before. Oh, the deep cuts, the deep cuts, and there's probably five times more deep cuts than there are radio. Oh, hits. of course. And it really kind of came from the fact that I I just out of the on a whim I listened to their newest album, which I think was two years ago now. Yeah. Black and Blue, I think uh-huh. it's called. And Something it's like a that. good fucking album for, for a bunch of 70-something-year-old men. It's kind of old-school blues rock, and it's really good. Yeah. So I was like, you know, let me give it a chance. And I've heard songs by the Rolling Stones I didn't ever even heard before, never knew existed, and they're good fucking songs. They are. They are. So I kind of taken back my view on the Stones. I used to think they were overrated because... Uh, I still think they're overrated, but... I think they're overrated for what we what's played... But I think if you go back and really look at their full catalog, maybe not so overrated. I mean, if, I don't know. For, People for, like them for much for much of the last uh, you know sixty years, fifty years. You know, it's been kind of like a neck and neck battle with you know what is the 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 greatest kind of like rock or most influential rock band yeah. out there. The Beatles or the Rolling Stones. And I don't think the it's Beatles a very, did it first. I know, but it's not a very fair comparison because I don't think I don't think the Rolling Stones ever ascended to anywhere close to what the Beatles were doing. And that that's true. I guess cuz when you know And that's Beatles, why I say they're overrated the Beatles because they're Sergeant they're talking they're talked in that same breath, but they don't they don't deserve not, to belong there. Yeah, I know I would agree with that, but like and and to to be fair like like you're saying, you know, whether you like it or not, when the Beatles are doing Sergeant Pepper, which for them was was a huge departure. Oh yeah. You know, the Stones were doing what? Beggar's Opera. Something like that. At that time, maybe. Um, Sticky Fingers, maybe 67 is when that came out. Uh, I think think it was closer to 70. Okay, but still. So it was Beggar's Opera, Sticky Fingers, whatever. Which really wasn't groundbreaking. They're good good albums. Really good fucking albums. Beggar's Opera has Sympathy for the Devil on Mm -hmm. it. It's one of my favorite Stone songs of all time. Even though Guns N' Roses did it better. (laughs) Yeah, I can't can't disagree with it. Guns N' Roses version is fantastic. But... If yeah, by that standard, what you're saying, I totally agree. You know, there's there's no comparison, and and regardless, the Beatles did it first. Yeah, which that doesn't really matter Stones, to me. It was just it's it more. I sense. think it's like it's more about 
quality because right. whenever you talked about like if, if if there's like a a Mount Rushmore of rock, it's basically the Beatles and the Rolling Stones, and I don't think the Stones deserve to be there. Well, considering there's only four heads on Mount Rushmore, I think you know Paul, John, George, and Ringo are fine on there. If that's what we're going to go for. Yeah. There's no, but, room, but the, there's but no room for Keith and Mick. I'm sorry. But that's kind of my basis for saying for the last, you know, 40 years that right. they're an overrated band. It's just because they're mentioned in that same breath. So I don't yeah, think they that are. they deserve to be there. Well, and, and I've they're, had I've They're had a, a very, numerous... very good rock band. They're in that, mm-hmm. if you want to say the Beatles are like the top of the class, the Stones are in that second tier. Yeah. Yeah, they're uh, what's the salutatorian or whatever? Yeah, whatever it is. But yeah, um, I, I would put the Stones up there with you know, uh, you know, Pink Floyd for that '70s era, Led Zeppelin in that era, uh, Aerosmith in that era. I would put the Rolling Stones kind of well, maybe maybe a, maybe, maybe a little bit above them because they did, again came first. No, I don't really care about came first. I'm talking about just sheer quality. Well, what I mean by came first, and this is this is because I've had to I've had to defend. The Beatles on numerous because, occasions. Because the Model A came out before the Mustang. I would still say the Mustang's a better car than the Model A. That's a fair fair analogy, and I, I can agree with that. But the argument that I've had to make to defend the Beatles, because I've had to literally defend people against saying that the Beatles suck and had no bearing well, on rock music at all. Well, they had a huge bearing on rock yeah. music. I but would try, say, to, try to I would tell say that to a 22-year-old. Most of the music produced in the 70s, 80s, and early 90s it was, better is because, than, was because of the Beatles. And better than the Beatles, to, our, to, to point it out. But if it hadn't were. been for the Beatles, would any of that music have existed? At least in the form that it probably, did. Probably not. That's my argument. That's probably what I mean not. by them doing it first. Um if the Stones hadn't existed, even if the well, Beatles see, I think did, I think we're arguing about two different things. I would say definitely the Beatles are the most influential band in the history of music. Right. Rock, I said, I, I said band. I said music. band. Yeah. Band. You know, I guess you could say Beethoven is more influential. That's <laughs> right. why I said band. No, they, and I wasn't going to that. Really. I would say they are. I could make the argument that they are the most influential band in music history. Right. Um. But. You know, I don't. I, I don't want to get too. Uh, we're we're running like over an hour and a half, so let's. Okay. I, I well, could hey, I, I could I could do an entire show about this. Right. The, it's our sixtieth episode, so if what help what the hell, That's true. What, you know, if it goes a little long, what the fuck? But anyway, I mean, I don't have anything else to add as far as our our topic goes. So yeah, I I would just say, you know, we gave we we put a list out there. What was it ten? Ten artists, ten artists. Yeah, and so I've got one to look at for myself that I haven't even gotten. I would to. say you know go out there and take a listen to them, see mm-hmm. what you like. You know, don't take our word for it just because I don't like, just because I didn't necessarily like something, or you know, doesn't mean you, you won't. Right. You know, so go and, out there and really, music is so subjective. It is. It it's it is very subjective, but at the very least, if there's an artist you like, Spotify, Apple Music. They have suggestions based on that. Oh yeah, go there, start go there. there. Yeah, absolutely. If you you might find stuff you didn't know existed, uh-huh. and then from there, if you find something you like, do it again because yeah. eventually those bands it's gonna it's gonna vary. Yeah, exactly. Just keep doing it. You'll find you'll find new stuff. But so. uh, that, but that's all I got though, man. Yeah, I'm 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 spent. <laughs> uh, that's that's sounds, bad. <laughs> sounds very very fucking bad. Oh. Um, well, anyway, uh, any questions or comments, you can uh, email us at contact at lifeandjournalpodcast.com. Check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, uh, our website, which is lifeandjournalpodcast.com. 
Um, that's about all I got. I'm good. I, I won't say it again, so. What? What I said before that you didn't yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, I won't yeah, say it again. It just sounded bad. Well, until next time. doesn't have to mean that. That's just, the... just means I'm tired. I'm good. I'm worn out. I've blown my load. I'm spent. <laughs> I've blown my, my podcasting load. Oh, Jesus. Well, until next Spider-Man time. Spider-Man style. Say what you need to say, Ian. <laughs> Talk to y'all later. Peace. My role, let me tell you about it. This shit right here, man, I'm about, about it. Only real niggas reside around me. Your lady drop a guard around me. Dip like I know you can, bitch. Show me the rust like we in the ring. Got you some cobras, you wanna hang? Shoulder to shoulder, the niggas basic. You know I won't lie. You know that I ain't for that fuck shit. You niggas alright, but I'm way better and she love it. Know that y'all sick as fuck. Here go this tissue, bro. We taking the dub, hoping you get you some. This hit like a pick me up. She taking my drugs. Notice see the sign. That's from down Know they sick as fuck. Now they sick as fuck. Tell them get well soon. Tell them get well soon. Now you sick as fuck. Get well soon. Oh shit. Watch out. You-